Welcome to Coffee and Onesies. I'm Nikki. And I'm Chelsea. Today on our table talk, we'll be talking about marriage, the ups, downs, and everything in between. So put your onesie hoodie on and grab your warm cup of coffee because we are about to dive in. Marriage is a lot of hard work, but it's a joyous adventure. And when you get to look back to see what you've accomplished, the best way to describe it for me is like a roller coaster filled with exhilarating ups, downs, corkscrews that seem to come out of nowhere. But the views at the top of the hill that make your heart feel like it's reaching cloud nine just makes it all worth it. One of my favorite quotes um, is by Pablo Neruda. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we'll go with Neruda. Yeah. (laughs) And he says... I love you without knowing how or when or from where. I love you simply without problems or pride. I love you in this way because I do not know any other way of loving but this, in which there is no I or you so intimate that your hand upon my chest is my hand, so intimate then when I fall asleep, your eyes close. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a very poetic quote right there it is it really slows slows the mood for this topic oh <laughs> yeah I know when I was reading that um quote earlier I was like wow this feels like um very I was gonna say Shakespeare originally but it, the way that the wording is it feels like very Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. like in the Annabelle um mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah this could this quote I could see you know, being used in a movie, but it could go both ways. It could be like one of those romantics and they're fighting to get to each other, but all the forces are in between them and they can't, or it could be one of those really depressing endings that, I mean, there's really no happy ending and somebody dies. And then that's what they say. That's how I could see this. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I feel like, um, Obviously, like, we're going to go into our stories and all that. But I feel like my quote, when I think of marriage and love and all of that, I always go back to uh, the notebook. Mm. And I always think back to when Noah is shouting over at Allie and he's telling her, like, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard and we're going to have to work at it every day. But I want that because I want you. I want all of you forever every day and I feel like I could not fathom like the intensity behind those words when I was younger Mm -hmm. but then getting into a relationship and then getting into marriage I feel like that's exactly what it is it's like that Mm -hmm. intensity of like you are driven mad because of love because it's like it will take the very best of you and it will take the very worst of you but Mm -hmm. it's you have to work at it every single day Mm -hmm. if you want that person and you want it for ever and every day it's you have it's a daily choice you have to wake Mm -hmm. up every day and say I choose you I choose to love you despite all issues all problems mistakes um happiness all of this like I choose you and I choose to be with you and I choose to just work at it every day and Mm -hmm. like I said it's not gonna be easy it's gonna be real hard (laughs) I feel you because I that's definitely it's so true especially when it comes to marriage when you said that I choose you every day because there's gonna be days that 
you don't really want to choose them. You don't feel in love. You know, there's Mm -hmm. certainly times when you're irritated with your partner or if you were ever in love, it can return. So it's like you always have to remember that you were in love while whatever is happening right now, you might not stand the person. You still are in love and you're going to get back there, but you just have to go into each day, show up, have patience, you know, have kindness. Like even you're, like any type of relationship. I mean, we, you're always going to have those disagreements that come and go. So, I mean, I think that that's really it about keeping your heart open and allowing yourself to love, even when you don't feel like you want to love in that moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of that always plays into even your relationships growing up, like Mm -hmm. they reflect the relationships that you saw, the relationships that you were a part of, the relationships that you were exposed to so Mm -hmm. it's like that all goes into it as well yeah and I feel like for me personally I viewed a lot of relationships that obviously didn't last and so it was for me I had the mentality of like no we have to like work at this no matter what and it's so funny like even psychologically like I had the mentality of we have to work at this even though all the relationships in my life failed not mine, but like, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but then it's like, um, how my husband, it's all the relationships in his family's lives are all together. Then sometimes he'd be like, no, nah, it's not working. Like, uh, I don't think there's like problem solving here. And yeah. I feel like you have to find that easy medium with your partner and be like, no, like we both need to make sacrifices and we both need to like come together and be like, okay, what is going to work best for us? Mm -hmm. And have in mind like the past hurt of both of your past and the Mm -hmm. past hurt of like your lives and just kind of look through that. But aside from that, I feel like I rambled with that one a little bit. (laughs) No, I mean, but I totally get it because I think the whole purpose that you could take away from that is that any relationship and especially marriage, it's 100%, 100%, not 50-50. You know, both partners, they have to give 100% to the relationship and their family. Um, It can't be like you know, one really wants to try, the other one wants to give up. You can't give up that easy. My dad used to always say this thing of like, you know, until you've tried everything there is and the, at the end of the day, you've tried every solution, you showed up every single time, you gave it 100% and so did your partner. If that at that point you just realize that, you know, we grew apart from each other. We're not right for each other. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And maybe that's, you know, realizing that, that we're not good for each other. But the thing is, is that a lot of people don't. They give up before going oh, yeah that they just no 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 and no there no. are so many phases to that too it's it's so easy to just give up and say mm-hmm. you know what this is hard it's not working out it's not as it was in the honeymoon period so i can't do this anymore it's yeah that's yeah. the easy thing to do even though it doesn't feel easy it's the easy thing to do it's mm-hmm. hard to show up each day and fight for what you want and despite all the heartache and all the messiness that might be going on it's hard to fight for the person in the future that you want but like you said it's it's one of those things that until you try everything you won't know and Mm -hmm. it's easy to just be like okay well I 
like I've tried everything and this isn't working out and I don't see this person again. But really, it's if you try and you try and rebuild something that could be completely broken, if you try mm-hmm. and rebuild it, you could ultimately refine that person and refall mm-hmm. in love and just build something up from the ashes that is completely different and mm-hmm. even more beautiful. Yeah, because and, I mean, this is all yeah. phases, right? Like mm-hmm. every time I, I strongly believe and and there's I mean, there's lots of psychology data behind this, but I really believe that every relationship that we experience morphs us and we adapt in some way. And the same thing with marriage, you know, when you're coming from, you know, just being a boyfriend and girlfriend, and then you're going into being fiancés, and now your marriage, you're growing every step of the way, you know, things that Mm -hmm. might not have been present and issues that might not have been present. And we were in that honeymoon phase, and everything was all fine and dandy. And, you know, it was so easy to just give up when you're boyfriend and girlfriend, just like, Oh, yeah, we're breaking up. And then when you're a fiance, yeah, people still they split during that phase, but you're, you're in another level of a commitment now. And then when you're in marriage, it's not boyfriend and girlfriend. We don't just give up when the going gets tough. No, we, we try to find it. Look, we're both growing. This is both new for both of us. If you have a manual, please let me know because mm-hmm. I did, I was not given a manual before I entered marriage. Where did you get yours? So it's like, I think that there's these types of expectations that both parties need to realize that, Hey guys, I don't have it all figured out. You don't have it all figured out. We're in this together. Let's figure it out together. And if I'm growing at a different pace, allow that time for my growth as I would do the same thing for you. Cause both parties are going to be growing as the marriage really changes them and, and they continue to grow and they continue to change over time. But it's about that patience and not just throwing our hands up. But yeah. No, absolutely. And I feel like it's just, yeah, it's when you go into it, it's just a lot because I feel like in what I've noticed going through each phase as well, it's obviously this has been my longest relationship and I'm married. <laughs> um, but it's like you have your phases in while you're dating and especially while you're dating long distance it's like you get to know each other in a different form just because you're not with each other every day so you get to communicate a bit more but you also get to miss out on certain things with life together and then when you're engaged you're planning you're planning for a wedding you're planning for this glorious day but what I've noticed a lot of the time is that so many people plan and plan and plan and then they don't focus on okay, what is our life going to look like once we're married? They just plan on, oh, we're planning for this big day. But then Mm -hmm. once they're married, they have so many fallouts or there's so many, I feel like, issues once a couple goes into a marriage just because there's so many unsolved things or unanswered Mm -hmm. questions. And I know firsthand, it doesn't matter how many articles you read or how many lessons you attend or how many different like things you do for premarital counseling, you could do everything right, but then still something might not go completely right. And it's Mm -hmm. because you and your partner have to work at it and you have to dedicate that time. And that's another important thing. You have to make time for each other because if you don't make time for each other, you will find yourselves at such a disconnect that you won't even know 
who your partner is. It's mm-hmm. you yeah. will get so used to living like two def- different lives that you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm content being and doing my own thing because I don't ever see this person. But mm-hmm. if you make time for the your partner and if you make time for the person that you married, then you will find yourselves falling in love each and every day just because, well, maybe not each day because maybe they don't put the dishes <laughs> away and you're like, oh. Hey, you. remember I said there's going to be days that come yeah. you don't feel in love. <laughs> but you know what? But you still choose them. And it's one of those things. Yeah. And I feel like my biggest lesson, and I haven't been married that long, but it's my biggest lesson thus far is making time for each other. Mm-hmm. And just like even when we're apart, making time to like, oh, let me FaceTime you really quick or let me text you about my day or let me do this or that. And one thing that um my husband and I do it's just messaging each other like since we were dating we every single morning good morning mm-hmm. every single night obviously when we're together we say it but <laughs> every single night we're apart did you imagine like, sending a text message like laying next to each other oh, good night, good night. <laughs> every single night that we're apart too like if uh, one of us is on a trip it's like we make sure to say good night mm-hmm. or um anything like that and just like review our day and um just making that time to fill your partner in on all that stuff because they are your best friend that you are living with every single day and um yeah and even if like because they see every part of you I feel like and even though sometimes you might feel like oh well I can't fully I don't know do this or I can't fully do that it's like they're the ones that are there to cheer you on Mm -hmm. and again they see every part of you even the parts you don't want to see like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm laying on the couch with a wax max a wax mask (laughs) a wax mask on or like anything like that and I look like the chainsaw (laughs) massacre and then um CJ will come up and he'll be like what on earth are you doing (laughs) and I'm just like I'm having my me time go away (laughs) but the good the bad and the ugly they Mm -hmm. are there for it all no I 100% like agree making your relationship a priority even when you have a lot on your plate because I know that we all we all have our own thing. Like you have your own work that comes with its own schedule. You have your own goals and your own ambitions and your own little to-do list. Like we are people that love to work in organized chaos with lots of lists. (laughs) Um, But you still like for, it's really vital um, at the end of the day for a happy and successful marriage to also prioritize that relationship and if if not like it's so easy um to to let it slip through the cracks and then trying to bring that up from the cracks is a really it's a much larger and daunting task I I I think and I think that that's like it's so true too is like you guys made those like little things to say good morning or to say good night and I was I'm definitely the same and I remember you know when you were on the cruise with me and remember I was like I had to be like no 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 I have to run back and email Luke <laughs> I have to tell him good night yeah <laughs> I had to send him like a a good morning I sent him like a middle of the day of like email of how my day went what's my night look like and then I had to say a good night Um, And that was our thing. And I felt like it didn't feel right. Like if I didn't get that good night in, it just, I 
I don't know. I feel like it would keep me up at night. So I would still run back to that storage closet and write that email and <laughs> say good night. But it's so important. And I think that we both, you know, we both relate there in terms of, you know, having that relationships that started through distance and, and those challenges that went through there. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we still made it through and we still have, we are still working through challenges as they appear and, but they still led us to marriage. So, I mean, there's so many things I think that come with people um, and their, their success rate, I guess, when it comes to long distance, a lot of them say, Oh, nope, it's never going to work. Nope. Distance does not work. Just stop while you're ahead. But Hey, we are, we are examples that it can work, but it takes work. So oh, yeah. if you want it to work, then it can happen. But if you're going in with the mindset that it's already going to fail, guess what? It's going to fail. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like if you're gonna do long distance, or if you're thinking of doing long distance, just make sure you got a good data plan. <laughs> make sure you got some stationary because that's another thing too. Like we loved to write letters. Mm-hmm. And um after every trip, we'd like leave each other a letter or like something like that. And I feel like that was very important for us. It was setting that time aside for when we were long distance. And even going into our marriage, we were like, we had a specific day set aside for each other when we were long distance. Every Monday mm-hmm. night, we would FaceTime, fall asleep on FaceTime and all that. And like, which was always me. And I, once I'm asleep, I'm yeah, there's lot. no waking her up. I no. definitely am a witness to her, the falling asleep on Facebook. <laughs> Once I'm asleep, <laughs> I'm asleep, and then, um, and then I, and it's so funny because then I'd remember I'd wake up and I'd hear him getting ready for work at like six a.m. through Facetime, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna hang up now," and I'd be like, "No, I'm awake." <laughs> I'm surprised that nobody's phone died like the whole yeah. entire night, and now he's well, because we we have our laptops connected, and so. Um, but it's so funny because we did that every morning. And then Alex, who was my roommate at the time, he'd be like, I heard noise in your room in the middle <laughs> of the night. And I'd be like, yeah, your brother was snoring. <laughs> and so it, it would just be so funny because when we would tell people like, yeah, we would fall asleep on FaceTime. They'd be like, what the heck, you weirdos. <laughs> and so but then some people would be like, oh, OK. And um, yeah, but just setting aside that time, like before it was Mondays. But now for us, it's Saturdays just because Saturdays we don't work and it'll be like a full day that we get to hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, But aside from that, Chelsea, you want to tell us your story? Oh, yeah. The love stories. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking like criminal story, but that one works too. Uh, well, where do I? Yeah, I mean, I have to first agree that you you made a statement that said that this was your longest relationship, and same thing for me. This has been my longest relationship, uh, married, uh, but the definitely the longest relationship. Um, I this year, I come come October, I would have met Luke's seven years. Um, and then we started Aww. dating shortly after that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, so we met, I was doing cruise ships for a while. Um, and it was on, this would have been my second contract, I believe. I was on the Norwegian breakaway <laughs> and I had just watched the show Rock of Ages. And now I couldn't really 
recognize anybody that was in the show because Rock of Ages, long yeah. curly hair, wigs, tight leather pants, skinny <laughs> jeans, and all of that stuff. So afterwards, oh my God, I, I can't might... imagine Luke any of that. <laughs> I'll have to show you a picture. I have it on my phone, and he does not like that I show it. But I, I mean, come on, really? That you, yeah. you thought that I wouldn't? <laughs> um. So afterwards, my cast was taking me to meet everyone that was just in the show. And they had to point them all out because, like I said, nobody was recognizable. Even the girls weren't recognizable. Everybody had wigs on. And uh, so they're pointing out everyone. And then I see (laughs) this tall, handsome guy just sitting over in the corner with a black hoodie, black jeans, black (laughs) T-shirt, with a glass of wine in his hand, just just taking it all in and he was just like it was it was so uh so I always make this joke with him I'm like you are very like tall and mysterious and that's what drew me in I was like definitely vampire vibes (laughs) (laughs) and I used to always joke with Luke on this um about about that because I remember going over and I was introduced introduced to everyone and learning and he was the person that opened the show with with his like guitar solo because he played guitar he didn't he didn't sing or anything in the show but he was uh, the li- one of the live guitarists but uh and then kind of from there I just I feel like in that moment it just it really clicked he reminded me um he had a lot of characteristics that reminded me of my father not in like, a weird way but in terms of like very like reserved presented himself really well um, and the way that he talked about music was just so important to me. And especially this was just shortly after my my dad had passed away. So it was just so nice and it was not expected at all. And I think that that was the beauty behind it. Um, and from there, we just like formed this really beautiful friendship and we were exploring and traveling and all of that. And, and I really just from there, I think that the you know, the memories formed from there. And again, we were on cruise ships. So, you know, when we weren't on contract, we were apart and he was Canadian. So he was in Canada. I was from Florida. And I, I already had like a lots of red flags in my in my head, not red flags for him, but red flags of like, Chelsea, what are you doing? Like, you're from Florida, that he lives in a different country, while Canada wasn't very far. I just thought that this wasn't this wasn't going to work. But there was something about him and we had a break um during a contract and we had this like crazy idea we're like let's what do you think about getting an apartment in new york for you know a couple months (laughs) just because i want to see i don't want this to just be it i don't want us to just say goodbye after this like i want to see where this goes and we did that and from there, we we went in New York, and he had to travel back and forth to Canada for a bit. His mom was sick, um, but you know we made it work, even through the distance, through the hard things that he was going through, and I was still going through. Um, we, you know, I went home for a bit, dealt with that long distance. We still made it work. We made the the daily things of always saying good morning and telling about our days and saying good night and. Also falling asleep on FaceTimes and 
then we did more contracts together. It really was, we, we did a lot of time together on contracts, but then we also had lots of time apart because I couldn't stay that long in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I'll just speed up some, um, I had just did a really long contract apart and this is the contract that Nikki had came on board and, and visited with me. And that was, it was definitely really hard. It was my contract with Royal Caribbean and Luke had a contract with Norwegian. So we had to accept two different ones. And that was probably the longest time apart that we had to do. Um, and our, luckily our ships did dock with each other a couple of times, but I had got off my contract and he came to Florida to see my family. Um, it was end of March of 2017. And then I flew back to Canada and just, we were just staying with some roommates and we got engaged on April 26th of 2017. And from there, it was, I don't know, it was, it was really crazy, because you know how you always picture all of these various, like, ways that, oh, your engagement's gonna go, oh, if they did something like this, oh, if they did something like this, and, you know, how my engagement went, it was nothing that I had pictured, but yet it was, like, perfect, because it was very Luke, (laughs) and, he was preparing to go uh, play at a live show. And right before he went, he came in um, with this little bag and he handed it to me. I was like, what is this? Now I was like, this is, we're not celebrating anything. Why do you have a gift? Luke's not like a, he is, he shows his affection through tasks and spending time together. And, and, you know, we, we take walks, we take drives, we sit with coffee, we play music and, you know, doing things around the house and, and always, we always cook dinners together. Like that's yeah, our type quality of, time. of, of affection. So Luke's never like a, like a gift giving kind of person. So that's why I was like, what is this? And that's, and it was, it was a ring. And then fast forward, September 9th, 2017, we got married here in Canada and Halifax, Nova Scotia. And we, of course, my family couldn't be there for the wedding. Um, nobody had passports. And you, I think, were off to Cambodia. Um, Cambodia. Yeah. And then we, so then we did a second wedding. Technically, it was supposed to be a reception because we were already married. But my mom made me take off the rings and sleep in separate rooms. And we were redoing <laughs> the marriage in October. And we've been... Yeah, we've been married, married since this September celebrates four years. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy how time flies. I really can't believe that it's four years. Yeah. Well, Nikki, what is (laughs) your story? (laughs) Uh, It's um, so hard to leave out all the details, but I mean, we could, I know that our love stories could really take, take an entire episode each. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So mine, I love how you described Luke looking like a vampire, all mysterious. <laughs> so the first time I saw, so it's funny because I always pause when I'm about to say my husband's name because I'm like, I call him Christopher, but obviously all of his family and friends call him CJ. And, but I feel, sometimes I feel weird saying CJ because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really call you that. But and <laughs> if I do say CJ, he's like, you don't call me that. And then I'm like, I know it feels so weird, but. I'll just say CJ for terms of um, terms of use. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, okay, so 
You describe Luke looking like a vampire. I also describe CJ looking like a vampire, but coming out of the coffin of darkness. Because <laughs> uh, he was... <laughs> he's listening to this right now. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, my little chiquito. No. Um. So he came out of his room. So I'll start over. So my roommate <laughs> is out at the time was... Well, actually, no, we weren't roommates yet, but whatever. So Alex, one of my best friends, he and I um met performing at universal and all that and then he was from new york and so i remember since we became being friends he'd always be like oh i'm from new york and i'd be like oh my gosh new york city is like <laughs> long island and i'd be like i don't know what that is and so um i remember one day he told me he's like oh i need a date for this uh bridal shower i think it was um in connecticut but i'm gonna go see my family first and I had just moved back to the States from England. And I definitely was in, well, I'm always, I always have a travel high, but I feel like I was a bit more like, okay, let's go. And so mm -hmm. he had invited me and I booked my ticket that same day. And he's like, oh, so you're really coming? I was like, yes. <laughs> and so I went to New York with him. I had already met his parents a few months prior because they had been at, in Universal in Orlando. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, so I had already met his parents. So I was excited because I was like, oh, yeah, I already know your parents and why not? So I went and I remember we got to his childhood home in here in Bayport and I see his parents again. I'm like, oh, hi. And then he's like, oh, here comes my brother. And so CJ comes down the little hall and he's wearing this like black tank top. <laughs> And he had just come out of the room from playing video games. And so he's like, and he is the shyest person ever. And I was like, you're Alex's brother. And he's just like, hi, my name's CJ. And okay, he wasn't whispering like that. But in my <laughs> mind, I was like, I was like, what the heck? And so I remember he was just so shy. And I was like, hi, I'm Nikki. And so um, and with his family, they already were like, this girl's so weird. She's like, so outgoing, so bubbly. <laughs> and um, I remember I was like, Oh, hi, you're Alex's brother. And when I met him, I just met him as like, Oh, it's Alex's little brother, like whatever. And then that day we had gone to Little Italy. And the funny thing is that he was dating this girl at the time that he had been dating on and off for like years. So she actually came to dinner with us. And uh, yeah, so it was funny because it was it was just like, I look back to that and I'm like, how weird is that now? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I met him that day and um, obviously nothing happened. We were just like, hey, what's up? And then I met him again the following year. So in 2017, I believe 2017 2017 he came back to Florida and he had another girlfriend and I was just like hey what's up and he was so much more outgoing and then um I met him like two months later after that and I had gone up again to New York with Alex and at that point he didn't have anybody and we connected in a way that it was just like it was the first time that him and I talked and just mm -hmm. connected. And I remember that it was like, because it was winter in New York, obviously it's freezing and Alex had to run to the car. And so him and I are just standing in the sidewalk 
and we like bonded for the first time because it was like we joked about something it was like Alex forgetting something in the car and we're like oh there goes Alex and so it was the first time that we were both like (laughs) and we like looked at each other and we were like what (laughs) and then I remember and the reason that I'm bringing that specific night up is because we always joke about this night because that was the night that Alex was like oh well why don't he was like you're looking for a husband you're looking for a wife why don't you two get together and we looked at each other and we're like oh yeah it you wish and so um and I remember just laughing being like Alex that would never happen and then fast forward literally a week <laughs> later and we're both just like <laughs> we're like canoodling over there just like oh so how do you see your future <laughs> and um yeah, and we just kind of clicked on that because I told him, I was like, the next person I date, I am not looking to, like, waste any time. I'm looking to settle down and, like, this, this, and that. And so, and he was like, oh, I feel the same way. And, of course, um, dating someone that's younger always comes with its challenges in the sense of, and it's it's different for everyone because, obviously, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's men- mentally wise, but you're also in different, you've lived through very different things. Like, CJ and I come through from very different backgrounds. I come from Argentina, from a very Latino family, and he comes from a very American family. And so it's like very different backgrounds, very different upbringing. So for us, the challenge was how, like the first year was long distance. So it was just like, how do we make it through long distance? Then mm-hmm. once once we were engaged, it was like, okay, how do we make it to the wedding? And then once we got, married it was like how do we make it through or how do we like combine our upbringings how do we make it how do we make it the marriage that we want and I feel like that was very hard at first just because it was it was very different Mm -hmm. upbringings um but I fast forwarded a little bit so (laughs) basically we did long distance for a little over a year then we got engaged on the very same day that we had like our first connection and it was at the same place, which was Stella's, because um, his mom was having a Christmas party and at the Stella's restaurant. And I remember him and I were just sitting in the corner and we talked the whole night. And that's when we clicked. It was December 29th. <laughs> and I want to say it was 2017. And we got engaged 2018, right? You got engaged 2018. Yeah, we got engaged 2018. So, yeah, December 29th of 2017 is when we connected. December 28th of 2018 is when we got engaged. Thankfully, Chelsea's here to fact check me. (laughs) And then um, we had a bit of a longer engagement, which was good. Obviously, that was due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us, um, we planned and after our a little over a year of being dating then we got engaged then I moved up to New York and because also it because we were trying to decide which one is going to move but Mm -hmm. um CJ has really elderly grandparents I've also it's always been a dream of mine to live in New York because hello Audrey Hepburn breakfast at Tiffany's um and so for me it was a big dream come true but it was also as you know like it comes with the struggle of missing your family and friends um but yeah but it was really and it's been beautiful because I love New York so much uh and then obviously we lived with his parents for a year which was great but 
living with anybody comes with its challenges as, as well. And then after that, we moved in together. And I feel like that's where we started really molding into the couple that we're meant to be and we want to be just because mm-hmm. that's when it was just him and I. Yeah. That was the first time that it wasn't long distance. It wasn't with his parents. It wasn't with anyone else. And that was just like a few months right before we got married. So that I feel like surfaced a lot, both good and bad, but it was good because we needed all that to surface to come to terms with what we really want. And um, obviously, once we moved out, that's when COVID hit. We were supposed to get married June of 2020. That well, it was supposed to be June 20th of 2020. Mm-hmm. That got postponed to August 15th of 2020. And the sheer, um, I don't know, just sheer panic or <laughs> sheer distraughtness I had during that whole process. Because I remember it was actually, it was actually May 1st. So Friday, May 1st of 2020, when I had to call all of my vendors and basically say, I have to postpone everything. And I remember I was crying all day. And Chelsea was just like, it's going to be fine. It's going to happen. And then on June, that's when I was like, we're not going to be able to have the wedding that we wanted. And that was really hard, too, just because obviously I had all these ideas and these dreams. But it was okay. Because it was just like, you don't need all that to be happy kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So Chelsea being the most amazing matron of honor helped me plan a backyard wedding in the sense of, um. so we got to have our ceremony in the garden that we wanted, but then our reception, instead of having it at the hall, we had it or at the venue, we had it um, at a family member's house. And Chelsea just helped me plan all that because I was so stressed that I was like, I can't think. I, I just want this to happen. And mm-hmm. like Chelsea's wedding, we also didn't have our family there. But it was due to COVID and all the travel restrictions. And the only family I had at my wedding was my brothers and my mother and uncle. Mm-hmm. And then thankfully, CJ got to have some of his family members. And we got to have our bridal party there to take all of our pictures, which was really nice. But... Yeah. And then, of course, during that time, we also got our sweet, sweet baby Maple. And (laughs) um, I feel like she's played a huge part in our story as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like just even looking back at all that, I'm like, man, it's been crazy, crazy few years with moving and COVID and this and that and trying to get married and all that crazy stuff. So yeah, I feel like with COVID, it definitely played um, a huge part in our relationship just because that was the thing that was, in a way, just, like, completely shifted our relationship because he had to work mornings, I had to work nights, we never saw each other, yeah. and that was just really rough on us. But thankfully, as of now, I feel like we've adapted to a new schedule, so we're reconnecting in a different way and um yeah but the first year of marriage man that's rough (laughs) I definitely agree there were a lot of things that we related in a sense of you know me and Luke didn't live together in our own spot until 
almost a year, not exactly a year after our marriage, but almost from, you know, when I first came here, we got engaged in April all the way until May 1st and we got married in September, we were living with roommates. So it really felt like a whole nother journey and a new learning curve when we got our own place. And while you have adorable little Maple as your first fur baby in your home, we had George and now we have Grace and it really, they just make the home feel like home. And it's been a really wonderful, beautiful experience, but yet there's always its daily challenges. And I think that those are really important to remember that, you know, every single day, every new experience that we embark on as a couple, it's been a beautiful journey, but yet also really challenging as we define the individuals that we are and we're becoming together. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there again, marriage is one of those topics that we could probably talk about um, forever and forever. And our stories could probably fill out, fill up an episode each. But, you know, I'm really happy that we got to take this chance and just kind of share at least a snippet of things that we, we view in marriage, lessons that we've learned and, you know, sharing our stories with everyone. No, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, like you said, we could talk about this forever and ever. <laughs> and um, as important as it is for you to mold and grow into the person you want to be, it's important for you to mold and grow with your partner as well. Um, and yeah, I loved getting to talk about this topic. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll touch on it later on as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening today and stay tuned for our fan pick episode next Monday about Cinco de Mayo. So mark your calendars and pick out your favorite onesies because it's going to be a night to remember. Thank you for listening to our May Table Talk episode about marriage and letting us share our love stories with you all. Stay tuned for next Monday's fan pick episode. And to keep up to date with all things Coffee and Onesies, head on over to Coffee and Onesies podcast on Instagram, turn on those notifications, like a photo, follow us, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for next week's episode drop. See you next week.